Welcome back to another episode of Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm here with Ross. Hi, Joey. And Tom. Hi, Joey. And Mike. Hey. Hey. So our title, Teaching with the Body and Mind, it resonates with me on a lot of different levels. And one of them is just a very basic level of the body. We are responsible for these little humans' bodies and you know, mm-hmm. keeping them safe, but also meeting their needs. And I think that that gets overlooked and I think it gets disrespected. I think it gets swept under the rug. We have our end of the year ice cream social. That's how we, that's how we end our school year, the happy little time for ice cream. And a week and a half, two weeks before the ice cream social, was, I'm just reading a book and doing group time. And this girl, she's like, did you get vegan ice cream? And I'm like, um, not yet, but I will. And you are currently thinking about the ice cream that we're going to eat in two weeks. You know, like this is like how big these things loom. So I was curious to find out if you guys had any type of, I'll say evolution or change in your thoughts on dealing with the body. I know I've had teachers who kids have to be potty trained when they come in, or Mm -hmm. we don't think as highly of infant educators, I think, Mm -hmm. because they are in charge of taking care of all of these bodily things. So I'm just wondering if you have any memories of coming into the field and being like, oh. One thing that changed (laughs) for me, I had an infant toddler room way back when, but learning about, you know, Magda Gerber and mm-hmm. Rye and that thinking of when you're changing a diaper, you know, even of a, someone who doesn't speak yet still saying, Oh, I'm going to wipe your bottom now, mm-hmm. or, Oh, I'm going to lift your leg. And just that respect for the child. It's not like there's this task I have to do as if it's like cleaning the oven or something uh-huh. where it's just uh-huh. already a, a discussion. Yeah. yeah. There's a dialogue going on that later they will be, oh, can you lift your legs? And they'll mm-hmm. lift them themselves. Or, you know, being able yeah. to have that dialogue. And that was a big change for me because it wasn't just the act of diaper changing that it changed, but it, it was that idea of, like, every time I'm, mm-hmm. I have to pick up a child or, you know, anything where mm-hmm. I'm physically interacting with a child, of letting them know I'm physically interacting with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of what Tony Christie talks about in her book, Respect not having a lot of interactions with infants though learning about them like well yeah they especially when it comes to bathroom stuff like they just go they, they're like birds they don't know what happens they're just kind of <laughs> happens and you know she brings up the point she's like no they're very aware and that's why there's that response sometimes of you know crying to be changed or feeling uncomfortable right. and that you know when you are at a center where it's 11 o'clock okay everybody's uh-huh. diapers get changed regardless if they're soiled or not we, there's that idea of now it becomes a task to do. It's like cleaning the oven yeah, versus assembly line even being respectful of what these children actually need. And so she brought up the point that you you can tell when a child's diaper needs to be changed, and you can do you need your diaper changed right now? And they may look at you and kind of look away or keep playing. But she said after a while, very early on, that children start to recognize, and then they'll turn and reach for you to say, yeah. I right. need to change now. Th- to hear that kind of thoughtfulness or that kind of consideration was eye-opening for me. Of like, well, yeah, I guess that's that's that early communication. Yeah. But now here's the the difficulty I had. It's the kids who get constipated. Mm. You know, the kids who mm. like yeah. have anxiety over bathrooming, and then they actually make it harder. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, there's this vicious cycle then because then it's a really unpleasant thing when they finally do poop. Mm-hmm. And so then they don't want to do it again. So then they're, tr- yeah, it, you it, know, like it only holding it in and again. And it's like come 3.30 or 4 o'clock, boom, yeah. it comes. And often they don't have the control. Either they're sitting on the toilet and just in agony or yeah. they're suddenly like, 
Uh, I need new pants. I think last week I talked about not freaking out when there's a spill. And it's the same thing, not freaking out when there's a bathrooming accident. Mm -hmm. But at the same time with preschoolers, there's that thing of trying to help them listen to their body more. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is a hard subject. I mean, I can can think of innumerable (laughs) stories over 38 years of bathrooming stuff. Um, But maybe one of the biggest changes that happened is not being bothered by the poop and pee talk. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The talk not itself. Not bothered at yeah. all. I mean, it was like, okay, we'll go with the flow and. Literally. And <laughs> oh, I couldn't resist. <laughs> We'd be sitting around with snack. You know, all of a sudden there'd be you know poop head and all this kind of stuff, and I just didn't react to it. They're trying out these words to see if they can get a. Yeah. A reaction. But I have to say, for me, one thing that happened was, we used to visit a nursing home weekly, and there were certain people of the generation we were visiting who really had a hard time with it. And mm-hmm. we were going to their house, basically. Yeah. I mean, it was yep. like the community room, but it's where they live. Yep. So I thought it was worth saying, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to visit the grand friends. And a lot of them don't like talking about poop or pee. Or, so they don't really want to hear the jokes about it. Yep. It just makes them uncomfortable. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I also always let kids reserve the right in the classroom of like, can you not say that around me? Yep. I think that's it. Like so it's, that was kind of it's not the it's not holding the taboo of you can never say this because, I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm an adult and I still find those jokes hilarious, unfortunately <laughs> or fortunately because they they are funny, but it's that idea that there's times and places and I think that, and the, but that's true outside of the you know potty talk topic. I mean, yeah. there's rules and yeah, in, yeah, in all genres. So I think yeah. it's helping children just realize that that's just another part to kind of keep in mind rather than it being the no we don't talk about this you can't talk about this this is not okay you know i i was circling back not on the topic changing that interaction from you know like oh i'm I'm talking to you you're there i'm gonna okay i'm gonna i'm gonna lift your leg now Mm -hmm. or just whatever it might be and you know it's not only with helping someone get dressed or whatever but um like that there's a kind of like a special intimacy i mean like i had a child many many years ago who she had some physical delays and potty training just came much, much later for her. So I spent a lot of time with this child in the bathroom and, you know, she and I had a very close relationship because mm-hmm. that's a very intimate thing to, yeah. to help somebody in that way. And, and, yeah. and she needed extra help in life. I spent more time with her anyway, mm-hmm. but I think you can also look at it as th- there's a positive. I just feel like sometimes yeah. it, um, I don't know. I, th- yeah, I think we... people really under undervalue it and, um, well, a lot of things that we think of as chores, it. we can think of as chores as teachers. If you can think about what's happening and like mm-hmm. the functions of the body, I think mm-hmm. that's your main point, right? Yeah. If the functions of the body are part of teaching a child, yeah. Yeah. especially a young child. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. were you... Well, I was, just, I was going on up? to another topic real quick, you know being hungry or thirsty oh I mean, you just kind of touched on yeah. it in my house a... it's called hangry yep oh. it, it, it <laughs> we all know that and you know i was uh, one that or i am one who when i'm I, like i was just pulling weeds and things outside this morning if i'm in that mode i'm pulling weeds and doing gardening or drawing or building something it'll go i'll go hours and all of a sudden be like oh, i should probably stop and actually like drink water or something and Looking at the children I would work with, I knew it was the idea of like, oh, they might be, their their behaviors might be because they mm-hmm. are hungry or thirsty. Mm-hmm. But it's been over the last kind of 
few years where it's really made more sense and I've made a conscious effort to help the children identify that themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm really hungry right now. Mm-hmm. Well, let's stop. Let's go get a few crackers. And even crackers. if that's not the thing, like, let's just walk to the water fountain, the act of walking, yeah. the act of getting a drink, even if you're not, like, hitting someone because you're thirsty, but... You know, you, you take care of all of these things in your body and right, suddenly yeah. you feel better and you're in that less stressful and reactive place. Even yeah. going to the bathroom. I mean, I'm the queen yeah. of like, uh, I think you need to go. They're like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, trust me. Everything's going to go right. much better if you just go right. You know, I mean, like, yeah. you know, like all these things that get you yeah. out of sorts. So so I think it's that just that awareness of what else could be there. What uh-huh. And just taking that break to get a drink of water or get four crackers out of the pantry if you can. Do you yes. feel like we're winding down? Do you want yeah, to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Was, no. Okay. I, I appreciate I mean, it's just, like I said, I think it's yeah. something that most teachers don't even want to talk about amongst themselves. So I appreciate just cracking the topic open a little bit and 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 elevating its importance um, a little bit more than it normally is. Great. Yeah, yeah thanks. It was a good topic. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.